Let us pray together. Lord God, we we bless your holy name for you are worthy of all the praise. We thank you, God, for all that you are doing. We thank you for this moment that will never be repeated again. Let us live in it, Lord God, worshiping you and honoring you with our lives. In Christ's name we do pray, amen. So our scripture this morning is from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 14 through 18. And I'm sure it's going to come up on the board. There we go. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only son who is close to the father's heart, who has made him known. So this morning, I'm going to talk to us a little bit about being present And just for the record, I want you to know, I try my best not to be a long-winded preacher. So I apologize in advance if you're at brunch a tad bit early today. So over the past few months, long before Robbins Woods and I crossed the threshold, we experienced the Holy Spirit at work here at Dauphin Way and within the community in which you served. Now our individual experiences are on our own, but I have the pulpit this morning, Woods. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about my experience. But I've learned Mobile is a small town. I'm gonna say that one more time. I have learned that Mobile is a small town. When I arrived with the movers in early June, with the movers pulling up to my house, The neighbors descended upon us, and they were saying, hi, Sheila, when I pulled up with the moving truck. (laughs) They proclaimed, we hear you're the new preacher at Dauphin Way. So as I'm standing out in the middle of our road, and they're loading our belongings into the house, I'm learning all about what's happening in the neighborhood, See, being present means not just showing up. It means gathering around someone who is new and proclaiming, I am not just here, I am involved. See, I don't know if you know this, but there are numerous articles, blogs, and quotes written to inspire us to understand the value of one's presence. Being present is not a new concept or innovative thought process. You may have heard quotes like, showing up is half the battle, or yesterday's the past, tomorrow's the future, and today is the gift. That's why it's called the present. But see, being present is much more than a catchy, memorable phrase, and it is evident within the 18-verse prologue of this gospel. These scriptures are considered to be a rhythmic prose or a hymn to Christ. 
And it is said to be one of the most complex theological statements of the Bible. John tells us in verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then he continues in verse 14, And the Word became flesh and lived among us. See, as Christians, we may differ on a number of theological issues, such as infant baptism or the means of grace. But it is the incarnation of Christ that has been the one thing that we agree upon. See, the very essence of this passage sets the tone for the gospel. And it gives us a keen insight into how being present can transform the world, a community, and three new preachers and their loved ones. See, John is not only engaging us from his post-resurrection perspective, but he is also acknowledging their existence as a community. He uses intimate terms like us and we. And quite frankly, from his point of view, there's no guesswork in how the story ends. The prologue of this gospel should be received as a personal embrace and not an intellectual assent. It is a brief yet significant account and the epitome of what it means for Christ to be present, transforming lives through grace and truth and fulfilling what God has already set in motion. Because of my love for a great story, and as an English minor in college, I've always found prologues to be fascinating. It is exciting to know what came prior to the here and now. But we need to understand that a prologue is an uncommon occurrence. And when we witness its use, it's an invitation for us to delve deeper into the narrative. See, this is how we establish the context, and it brings us up to speed of what's happening within the story. Being present here at Dauphin Way is a divine appointment, and in many ways mirrors the prologue within the Gospel of John. Individually, as well as collectively, you have provided the pieces to help us to begin to craft the prologue for who you are as a church. Just like we have developed a theological concept of Christ within these 18 verses, Woods, Robbins, and I have begun to develop who you are as a community. See, leading up to this point, I have not had to cook I have not had to shop. I have not had to do anything but eat because you have been so gracious in your giving. You have to understand that these are powerful, welcoming, undeniable expressions of who you are as a church. And it's easy for us to imagine what comes next. Your hospitality and your service, your creativity are a glimpse of the authenticity of defining what it means to be present. You've told us about the history of the leaders, the church, the building, the community and its ministries. I've witnessed Vacation Bible School and watched you work and serve in ways that are unimaginable. You have gone beyond the ministries and the programs here at Dauphin Way. You 
are being present. Some of you may know that I have a 14-year-old daughter heading into high school. Lord have mercy. (laughs) But because of that, you have made your connections our connections. Phone calls have gone on to her school to let them know that we were coming. You have made your homes our home while sharing your love and your passion for this church It's obvious that it's not the work that you do, but it's the Holy Spirit at work within each of you. You are the prologue to this story. Last week, while browsing in one of Mobile's many furniture stores, (laughs) the salesman who has lived here for a little bit over a year was attempting to get to know me. He was actually attempting to sell me something, obviously. So he asked me where I worked, and I told him. He probed a little bit more, and I told him a little bit more. And he exclaimed, oh, I know that church. Oh, my gosh, you must be good. (laughs) And he wasn't talking about the big Baptist church on the corner. He was talking about you. (sighs) I had to admit my nerves hit the roof. Because then how can you think past? You must be good to be in that place. But needless to say, I did buy some furniture. And to this point, I still don't know how much I bought. (laughs) I grasp, though, at the magnitude of your outreach to Mobile. I grasp a stranger in a furniture store knew your church. I couldn't think after that. I may not be good, but I know that God is good. See, for Kira and I, leaving Nashville has not been easy. Friends, family, and colleagues ask how we're doing. And after a semi-long pause, I recount in detail your hospitality, your graciousness, the programs and the ministries, and your high-level involvement. And then quickly, I'm followed by my unhealthy obsession of trying to keep these palmetto bugs out of my house. I'm always having the conversation. Someone came up to me last week and said, that's such a nice term for roaches. (laughs) So I have no idea what my neighbors are thinking at 10 o'clock when one has somehow gotten into my house and all they hear are screams from the second floor of my home. So I've been wondering why the trees are called live oaks, and I think I know why now. <laughs> See, similar to the Gospel of John, your prologue is only a glimpse of what's to come. John 14, 12 says, Verily, truly, I tell you, the one that believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these. You are proof of the greater works that God has called us to do. This sacred place is a place where Christ is. And you're not just being here. You are being present. See, there's a difference to being present compared to being here. 
Do you remember raising your hand in school and responding when your name was called? You would say, here, I do. I also remember wanting to be elsewhere, either sleeping or on the playground or hanging out with my friends. See, it was this imagery that I began to ponder, what if Christ, the logos, the word that became flesh, was only here but not present? What if he did not engage and was not committed to humanity? See, it is because of Christ that we're being called to being present and not just being here. See, there can be something very odd about just being here and very cold. It screams of a temporary mindset, here today, gone tomorrow. And when we are here and only here, we run the risk of trying to score some major points for God. And when we are here and only here, rather than authentically engaging in the ministries of the church, we may have a tendency just showing up. It's not enough to develop an automatic and passing response to a temporary need. Because sometimes that only feeds our own ego. When we are just here, we may lose why God has called us to be one in ministry. We need to go beyond being committed to just showing up. And as the new eyes in the crowd, I want you to know, Dauphin Way, you just don't show up. You are a church who is present. When you are present, You reflect the prologue in the Gospel of John. You are full of grace and truth, and you mirror the wisdom of Christ in the flesh. You all have radiated grace upon grace, and as you have experienced the opportunities that are present through transition and change, you continue to witness God at work while sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And because of you, it is easy for us to imagine what comes next. Your excitement and commitment and being present is contagious. If God were content with humanity just being here, it would not have been necessary for him to send Jesus Christ, the word to live among us. See, it is obvious to me that Christ is present. As my daughter and Woods and I and Brianna and Nell and Robbins experience your love, your hospitality, and your graciousness, we are moved beyond words. You have told us stories of your miraculous faith, of God moving in a way that is unimaginable. We are amazed at your service, your volunteerism, your activism, and not showing up, but being present with your dreams and your thoughts and what comes next for our church. Being present sets the tone for
for a healthy dialogue seeped in God's grace and truth. See, we are being called to bear witness and share the good news. We're being called to bear witness to the life of Jesus Christ. We're being called to bear witness to the glory of who God is. We're being called to bear witness from this end of the earth all the way to the ends of the earth because God is saying, Dolphin Way, you are being present and not just showing up. See, it's a revelation to be present in a community where a salesman who has been here for a little over a year knows who you are. The next step is to get him to the church, amen? (laughs) Christ is in this place. Christ is with you. And one day, Someone will bear witness to the prologue of our story. And they will know how it begins with Christ and ends with Christ. Just like the first 18 verses of the Gospel of John. May we continue, may we continue to being committed to being present and not just showing up. God is with you and it is evident in the work and the love and your graciousness that you have shown to all of us. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, as we continue to learn from you, as we continue to embark upon this journey with you, as we continue to be who you have called us to be in the world, let us rest knowing that you are the author and the finisher of our faith. We honor you, God, and we praise your holy name, for you are worthy of all the praise. But Lord, we also know that sometimes we do not do the things that we should do. But we are assured of your goodness, we are assured of your redemption, and we are assured of who you are to us. We love you, God, we honor you, God, and we praise your holy name. For you and you alone are worthy of all the praise. Amen.